0: I will conclude by the grace of God on the word of knowledge so that next week we move on to the next gift, which is the word of wisdom. So tonight we'll wrap up the word of knowledge. We're talking about spiritual gifts now concerning spiritual gifts. Paul the apostle wrote to the church at Corinth, he said, I would not have you ignorant. If you would not have that church ignorant, you would also not have the expression house ignorant. Many of our people, however, have not caught that light yet. These are things that we must learn. These are things that we must exercise ourselves in. And these are gifts meant for us as a church. I want to reiterate the fact that it is important for us to covet these gifts as a body, to say, Lord, we desire that as we congregate, week in, week out, we want these gifts to manifest in our church. We want the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We don't have to pay anything for them. That's why they are called gifts. I mean, if it's your birthday, somebody gives you a birthday gift, will they expect you to give them money in return? No. No. Because it's a gift. These are gifts, endowments of the Holy Spirit. And we need to know them. Beyond that, we need to have them. We need to be able to operate in them because God wants us to be able to operate in them. And so I want to uh, beseech us in our private time of prayer. Pray for this church. As you pray for this church, say, Lord, we covet that gift of the Spirit will be in manifestation in our midst. And then we leave the rest to the Holy Spirit to distribute to every man severally as he wills. He is the one to say, this is what I give you. This is what I give you. This is what I give you. But it is ours to say, Lord, we want all of these nine gifts in our midst. Can I have an amen to that? So, we did some categorization uh, last week and two weeks ago. You remember them? So what are the categories? Category number one, the gift that says something. And what are those gifts that say something? Yeah? In the order, gift of prophecy, diverse kinds of tongues, interpretation of tongues. Those are the gifts that say something. Praise God. (laughs) <laughs> All right, the second category. The gifts that do something. These are called the power gifts. The gifts that say something are otherwise known as utterance gift or gift of utterance. But the ones that do something are called the power gifts and in the appropriate order, what are they? The gift of the gift of faith, working of miracles, and the gifts of healings. God bless you. And then we have the third category. What are they called? The gifts that reveal something. And know some, some people are looking at our mouth as I say, Oh, I've missed so much. You should have been coming. Anyway, you catch up. God bless you. I want everybody to get this. You see, it will help you. You those of you that are going to be in ministry in the future, these gifts will help you to be able ministers. the new testament if you're in ministry and no gift is in operation in your ministry then what are you doing there you're a motivational speaker like nigeria has a lot of motivational speakers in the pulpit today somebody's telling me the way you dress you know it it, is the way you'll be addressed no matter the charisma you put there that is no revelation the way you dress is the way you'll be addressed where's that in the bible you might be able to link it to the bible but that is no revelation. People are dying of cancer. You are telling them the way you dress, the way you be dressed. Who does that help? (laughs) But can you imagine, like I'm going to show you tonight in the scripture very quickly, when the gift of the word of knowledge is in operation. If it operates through you once, you want it every time. You would want it every time. It's sweet to know that this is a manifestation of the Holy Spirit. And it will also humble you. And if you're humble, and you really want to go farther in God, you see that this is not me, this is beyond me, this is the Holy Ghost, and then you return the glory to him. Can I have an amen to that? So we have the gift that says something, the gift that does something, and the gift that reveals something. What are these revelation gifts? Number one, in their appropriate order. The word of wisdom. Number two, the word of knowledge. And number three, The sending of spirits. These are the gifts that reveal something. And so we started from that. We started from that category. The gift that reveals something. And we started from the word of knowledge. We didn't start from the word of wisdom. And I'll tell you why. Let me go ahead of myself very quickly and then I'll start tonight. The word of knowledge tells us about something in the past or something in the present. Past or present. That is what the word of knowledge does. But for the word of wisdom, it tells us about something in the future. Now, what is the word of knowledge? In summary, the word of knowledge is God is all knowledge. God is all knowing. God knows everything. So when he reveals to you a little bit of what he knows, because he can't reveal to you everything that he knows, you will blow. You You can't contain everything that God knows. Okay, for example, does God know all the names of the stars in the galaxy? Come on, talk to me. Does he know all the names? Does he know all their numbers? According to Isaiah chapter 40, does he know their numbers? Oh, yeah. So if God tells you all of the names of the stars in the galaxy and all of their number, what do you have to do with that? Okay, so does God know the 7 billion people in the world? Does God know all of them, all of us? All right, so if God tells you the names of all of the 7 billion people in the world, what are you going to do with that? Now, can you even contain that? Can your brain contain that? (laughs) That's too much for you. Even to know the names of everybody in this church is, is, is an issue. Can you okay know all the names of every uh, know the names of everybody and then know the birthday of everybody? And then know the address of everybody, and then know the phone number of everybody, and then know the account number of everybody, and then know the shoe size of everybody. But does God know all of that? Oh, yeah. That's why when God sends you a gift, He sends you your size. Praise God. Your gift will not go to another address because God knows your address. We saw that when God was sending Ananias to go and pray for for Saul of Tarsus. God gave him the address. We saw that also when when God was speaking, when an angel of the Lord visited in Acts chapter 10, visited Cornelius and was giving him the address of Peter in the house of one Simon the Tanner. He gave a vivid description of where Peter was. God knows your address. You are never lost to God. Even if where you live does not have an address, God knows the address of that place. It's men who don't know. God knows. This should comfort us to let us know that God knows everything about us and God knows everything that I'm going through and whatever I'm going to go through in the future, he knows and he's got me. He's got me. Somebody say he's got me. Praise God. Hallelujah. All right. So um, in conclusion tonight, okay, let me quickly run through because of those who are coming for the first time. I'm not running through everything, though. I just want to do a a quick one here. How does this gift manifest? Number one, I said it manifests through visions. So you can find that God gives you a vision in the night. Or he can give you a vision, an open vision. It can be even during the day. And then God is telling you certain things. He's giving you knowledge about certain things. All right? It could be in the day. It could be in the night. Now, I've seen this in my life and my ministry oftentimes. The word of knowledge coming in the night. Now, what is the word of knowledge? Out of the knowledge that God has, the Holy Ghost gives you a manifestation of it. It gives you a bit of it, all right? It's out of what God has in mind. And then it shows you what is happening right now or something connected to the past. Um, years ago, a couple of, just a couple of years ago, somebody was starting an organization and the Lord didn't want me to be part of that organization. And this person and I were very close. I didn't even know he was starting it because he didn't discuss it with me. In a vision in the night, the Lord showed me his family. I thought it was a dream, you know, but I knew better afterwards. The Lord showed me in a dream, in, in a vision, that he tried to, he doesn't live in Nigeria, so he tried to bring his family to his country, his parents and his siblings, and they had a problem at the port of entry. You know, a visa does not, guarantee, does not guarantee entrance into a country. It takes you to the country, takes you to the point of entry, then the border agencies, the border officers will determine whether you are going to come in or not. So they had a problem with the border agencies. And it was a serious problem. And in that vision, the Lord showed me very clearly that the authority of that country had to invite him. So it was a serious matter. They had to invite him and they were questioning him and interrogating him and, you know, and it cleared. So I woke up about 3 a.m. or so. I sat up on my bed and, Lord, what is this? I don't get this. So I got up and then I went into my prayer closet and I prayed. Lord, Holy Spirit, what's going on? Revealed to me. And then I prayed, I prayed, I prayed. And then I didn't get any interpretation. I just prayed. And then I went back to bed. At about 3 p.m., Later that day, I was in my office here when he called me from his country, and he just told me that, you know that um, organization I plan to start, I've started it already, and then, you know, so as time goes on, I'd like you to be part of this, you know, it's going to be a big vision, and da-da-da-da-da-da, and then, before I knew it, he sent me the certificate of incorporation. So, when I checked the certificate of incorporation, I saw the names there directors and the people there and there his family members and some other people. It was a shock to me. You know, when somebody calls you on the phone and is talking to you like you already had a prior knowledge of what they are talking about and you had no clue. It's just like, well, Mariah, you know, so you know that house I'm building, you know, I told you that. um, Did I ever tell you I was building a house? There are people that talk like that. For some reason, no, he doesn't talk like that. But that particular day, he talked like that. And when I got that certificate of incorporation and he ended the call, the Lord said to me, that's exactly what I showed you. So I was torn between two options. This person that I respect pretty much and the Lord that I adore. I said, well, Lord, but you know, I'm going to be having an opportunity to minister. Well, I, I was part of it. I wasn't part of the board, but I was part of the organization. It didn't last six months. The truth came out. And it was a big problem. Well, not for me. For me, in the sense that our relationship got strained, but that organization is dead now. And exactly what the Lord showed me was actually going to happen. I marveled because there was no way I could have known in the world that he had such an idea and he had such an intention. And there were some elements of crime involved. But the Lord rescued me. Another time, word of knowledge. What is word of knowledge? You know things supernaturally by the Holy Ghost. By the Holy Ghost. Things that you would not, you normally would not have known. The Holy Ghost just reveals them to you. And then you know. Another time, it was in the vision also. a night vision. I was asleep. We're living as she at the time. I've shared this before in church. I'll share it again. And... I saw in the vision that my wife and I were opposite our house, upstairs. It's a building owned by a church. So we were there, like we were fellowshipping with the pastors there. We are just there at the balcony or what they call the front porch. Americans call it front porch. They don't understand veranda. So, and there are Americans online, possibly. So front porch, amen, praise God. So we were at the front porch and then we were looking downstairs This was very clear to me also. Very vivid to me. I saw a lady in dreadlocks holding another lady by the hair, And she was dragging her. This was like, uh, what do you call, a wig, you know? So she held her wig and she was dragging her towards a place where we normally dump our refuse. We call it the dumpster in America. Dumpster. Dumpster. Refuse done, What we call it in Nigeria. Akita. Yoruba language. Whatever your language is, the Lord will interpret to you. So, she dragged this lady by the hair. And as she was pulling her by the hair, she was crying. So, obviously, an older lady dragging a younger lady, but in the same age bracket. So, I was still looking at the, at the movie. And I was like, what's wrong with this lady? You want to injure her? Don't you know that when you drag a lady by the hair... She's going to feel some excruciating pain. And you are a lady yourself. But I was far from them. But I could see them very clearly. The next thing I knew, as she drew her very close to the dumpster, she was wearing a a backpack, like a school bag. She brought out a knife. And before we could say Jack Robinson, she started stabbing this lady. And blood was flowing from everywhere. So I started screaming, security. Because we had security on that estate. Security, security, please. Then somebody was shouting, Call Dr. I think Dr. Akonde, call Dr. Akonde, something like that. All of that came up. That church has um, a clinic. So they usually have a resident doctor. Before all of them came, as she saw and heard that I was screaming, she quickly vanished. But she had badly injured that lady. I jumped out of my bed. How do you have such a nightmare and you still are comfortable to sleep? I jumped up immediately. I ran to my prayer closet. I grabbed my prayer shawl, wrapped it around my head and began to pray. Lord, I don't understand this. What is this? So after praying for a while, I kept quiet and put my, I just put my hands in my, the Bible says in Proverbs 20, 27, the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord searching through all the inward parts of the belly. So I put my hands here. And I kept quiet to listen for the voice of God. And the Lord said to me, rebuke the spirit of occultism. Rebuke the spirit of occultism. Occultism, where? Polybado, precisely. And I was going to argue with the Lord. Lord, we haven't heard about occultism in Polybado for a long time. Now, I wasn't a student there. I was a pastor here. Like I'm a pastor, still a pastor here. But we have members there. And the Lord said to me precisely to rebuke it. So I took authority over that spirit. I rebuked it, even though we haven't had anything as of that time. We had not had anything about cult, cultists, you know, clashing and all of that or injuring people. I prayed and prayed. I prayed till early hours of the morning. And then when I had a release, I went back to bed, caught a little nap, and then got ready for church. So I came to church, came to my office. And then because there was no light, it was, it was, it was piping hot in my office, I came out here I sat at the back there. I was there. When my, my phone rang, it was one of our brothers He's in the east now, Andrew Wobi. Andrew was in my protocol and he was a student at the Polytechnic Ibado. At about 10 a.m., Andrew called me and said, Pastor, there's trouble in Pulibado. You need to pray, you need to pray for our sisters and brothers. Please pray for us. I mean, I almost collapsed on my chair. Because the Lord just showed me this overnight. There was no way I could have known that cultists were planning anything on the campus of Hulibano. So I quickly reached out to a couple of our members to find out where they were, what, what was happening to them. Elizabeth was there, uh, Idowu was there, and quite a number of other people that year. And so everybody was fine. They tried to look for shelter everywhere. In fact, Elizabeth shared her testimony that the cultists actually came to our room and they were badging on the door. And naturally, the door, if you just kick it once, it will come down. It was weak. Now, I remember something very funny that happened. When I got on the phone with her, she was saying, Pastor, Pastor, please pray for us. I said, come on, I prayed already now. You get, get, get hold of your Bible and you and your roommate, because she was with her roommate, read Psalm 91. I want you all to just take Psalm 91 and pray it over yourselves. I'm praying, I was in church. I said, I'm praying, but you also pray Psalm 91. Now, you know what Elizabeth said on the phone? I could hear her on the other end of the phone. Give me Psalm 91, give me Psalm 91. Now, she wanted to say to her, flatmate or a roommate, give me my Bible. She said, give me some 91. (laughs) You know, she was under tension. They came, they barged on the door, but guess what? The angels of the Lord were there to keep that door. She said, normally, Pastor, if you just kick it like this, that door will come down. They kicked and kicked, and maybe she even said they hauled a stone at the door. Did you say that that day? But then God didn't give them access. Word of knowledge. The Lord has shown me, I just stop at this too. I have many more. In fact, overnight, last night to this morning, I had another one. Now, it is not just for me. It is for all of us. God can show you something very vividly. It could be about you. It could be about your friends. It could be about your parents, your family. Now, you take charge in the name of Jesus. Don't get up from that kind of sleep and then go back like a lock of wood. I can't be bothered. I need to sleep. The psalmist said, Lord, enlighten my eyes that I do not sleep the sleep of death. May you not sleep that kind of sleep in Jesus' name. The kind of sleep that you will regret later. And say, ah, and the Lord showed me. That year, none of our members was injured. People were killed on the campus, eventually. But none of our members was injured. And then the Lord was able to also help the police to arrest the situation. Right. So, word of knowledge could come through a vision, but not only a vision. It could also come through inward revelation or internal revelation. God could just give you a revelation on the inside. You just know it. It just comes. It wells up on the inside of you. You remember in John chapter four, Jesus by the well uh, uh, with the with the Samarian, Samaritan woman. All right, and Jesus said to her, "Now, so." If you know who I am, then you're going to ask me to give you this water and you will never thirst anymore. And the woman said, please give me the water. So I won't have to come here to fetch water anymore. And Jesus said, well, go home and call your husband. And she said, I have no no husband. And Jesus said, well, you have spoken well in that you said that you have no husband. Because you have had five husbands and the one you are with right now, the one you are with right now, the one you are with right now is not your husband. So it's not today that people have been living with people who are not their spouses. And the woman wondered, How did you get to know? How on God's green earth did you get to know? Word of knowledge. I've seen this manifest also, not only in my vision, but also in the place of prayer. I'm praying for someone, and the Lord gives me that revelation about them. And I ask, What about this? What about that? Yes, sir. We need to deal with that as well. Oh, how did you get to know? Well, Holy Spirit. Thank God. Look, He wants to do this through us. They are gifts. They are gifts. Are you getting what I'm saying? The blood of Jesus has purchased them for us. They are gifts. But we must covet them. Don't just be a normal, nominal Christian. Just normal. Flat. Such people don't intimidate the devil. So, I've shown you how it manifests. I want to wrap up this gift tonight. I want to show you Five instances in the Old Testament where the word of knowledge also was in operation. Now you might think, oh yeah, they're a gift of the Holy Spirit. Yeah? How come they were also in the Old Testament? Yes, they were. In fact, almost all of them were in manifestation also in the Old Testament. Bible scholars have said, except for tongues, diverse kinds of tongues and interpretation of tongues. I don't want to argue for or against. But there were instances in the Old Testament also that looked like tongues. Mene, mene, tekel, ufarsin had to be interpreted. It was a handwriting on the wall, but it had to be interpreted. But don't let us go into all of that anyways. So, word of knowledge. Um, Let me say tonight, uh, very quickly, that sometimes these gifts operate together. They operate jointly. Um, you may find out that um, word of knowledge may come through tongues and interpretation of tongues. Alright? It could come through the gift of prophecy. And sometimes an angel may come to deliver a word of knowledge. Joseph, get up, you and the little baby and the mother, and flee to Egypt for they seek his life. Afterwards, Joseph you and the little little, uh, child and the mother go back because they that sought his life are dead. Word of knowledge. There was no way Joseph could have known that they had died. But the angel knew. And then from the Lord, he got the message and went to tell Joseph, are you getting me tonight? And sometimes it could come through prophecy. Somebody could give you a word of prophecy, give you prophecy, and then word of knowledge is coming from that prophecy. We could have a worship session. And one of the choir, you see, one of the choristers, rather, I'm, I'm believing God that the Holy Ghost will really pour his gift on you. That's why you need to be serious and, and really be serious. So he can use you. It's not just to say, no, to manifest the gift of the Holy Ghost. God can give you a word for the church. We can have a dossier of the Lord, and he will say something that all of us will know that is only the Holy Ghost who could, have interp- who could have who could have revealed that to you. It could be a word of knowledge, it could be a word of wisdom for us to know the next thing that God wants us to do. In 1 Chronicles 12:32, there were some people called the sons of Issachar. 200 of them. They knew the times and the seasons. They were able to discern and to tell Israel what Israel ought to do. If they operated like that under the old covenant, how much more under they knew? Things happen in our lives and we don't know. We are all surprised. Boom, something happens in the church. Huh? And we never saw it coming. Does it mean we're all corner? Let's wake up. Let's be sensitive to the spirit. Something wants to go wrong with a member of your ministry. There should be a burden. Somebody should have a burden somewhere. and say, I don't understand this, but I must, but excuse me, I think I need to pray. And you excuse your friends. And you go to a corner. And you overturn the counsel of the enemy. That's what church is for. Church is not for politics. That's what church is for. We're dealing with life here. We're dealing with destiny. And it could be your life. It could be your life on the line. So you're interested in all this partisan politics in church? We're interested in doing business. People come to church with the aim to do business. the church is a living organism it is the body of the Lord Jesus Christ hallelujah we should feel the pulse of the head of the church we should feel his pulse. Lord what do you want Lord what are we getting wrong Lord what do you want us to change what should we start doing what should we stop doing what should we do differently so that ultimately, you be glorified. No, Pastor Fred, be magnified. No, you be glorified. Pastor Fred won't be pastor of this church forever. Imposs- even if you pray, it won't it work. Impossible. But while we're here, can we maximize our time? And take something from here. For many, many years to come. And be grateful to God for the time we had together. Because some of you will be shot as arrows to the ends of the world. Senior pastor prophesied it. The Holy Ghost gave him that word at the inauguration of this church. This church is not a container, this place is a sending place to the ends of the world. And it's already happening. So flow in that prophecy. You see, through prophecy, you can have word of knowledge, you can have word of wisdom. When I came back from England, one of our sisters, she's the one leading the prayer ministry in Bethel Church, uh, Bethel Ministry, something like that, in uh, uh, Plymouth in the UK, head of the prayer. When she joined this church, she didn't speak in tongues. She was from Mountain of Fire. She got baptized in the Holy Ghost here, joined the counseling ministry, I think joined prayer ministry also and got fire for the Lord. And then it was in this church, she had the testimony of Motuadehemi, who got admission to the UK, and she believed God to do same for her, even though her father said there was no money. If you are still waiting for money to determine what you will do in life, and how far you will go, you will never grow. You will stay on the same spot. We do things by faith, not by money. Can you, are, you, are you getting what I'm saying tonight? Has the Lord ever asked you, or did you see the Lord asking anybody in the Bible, can you afford it? Doesn't ask you, he says, Can you believe? Believe me for it. What have we seen? Church, we ain't seen nothing yet. I want that hunger to be in you, I want that fast to be in you. We are going places, but we must be equipped so we don't make a mess of ourselves when we get there. Are you with me tonight? Some people think that word of knowledge is when they know God, they know the Bible very much. They've read the Bible cover to cover, so they have the knowledge of God. There, there is a kind of knowledge that comes from the discipline of study. Yeah. But it is not the word of knowledge. You can't read your way into manifesting word of knowledge. If you like, read all the books of Papa Kenneth e. again, plus Kenneth Hagen Jr., plus uh, all the men of faith and all the teachers of faith and all the teachers of... You cannot... In 2 Timothy 2.15, it says, study to show yourself approved unto God. A workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Now, that knowledge is the knowledge of the word of God, which is fine, which is good, which we all should embrace. But, when we talk about the word of knowledge, it's a supernatural manifestation of the spirit. You don't read your way into it. Are you with me tonight? Are you with me tonight? So let me give you some, and let me also, okay, let me add this also that the number of years that you have worked with God does not qualify you for word of knowledge. It doesn't come with experience. You know, I have been worked with God for this number of years. Now I have word of knowledge. No, no, no. It is the Holy Ghost that gives to every man severally as he wills. <laughs> Amen. You remember, in 1 Samuel chapter 3 from verse 4 to 10, when Samuel had not yet known the Lord, and the Lord called him three times, and he would go to Eli and say, sir, you called me. Eli would say, no, I didn't call you. Go back. Go back, go back to sleep. He will go back again. Sir, you called me. No, go back to sleep. Sir, you called me. No, go back to sleep. I didn't call you. 1 Samuel 3. Yeah. So it happened about three times. The third time, Eli perceived that it was God calling Samuel. So he said, when, he calls, when you hear that person call you again, say, uh, speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. Because Samuel had not yet known the Lord. How come Eli did not hear God in the same house? How come? He was a good man, but he had not disciplined his children and trained them well in the way of the Lord. The children were children of Belial. They were sleeping with the women in the church. They were collecting bribes. They were doing all sorts of evil. And they were children of the pastor of the church. There is this general belief that pastor's children end up being rascally. Not my own children. The word of God tells me, in Isaiah 54 verse 13, that my children shall be taught of the Lord and great shall be their peace. Can I have an amen to that? I've seen pastor's children become greater than their own parents. Joel Austin is an example, the last born of the family. His father, Papa John Austin, was a preacher of faith, word of faith, a mighty man. God used him mightily in the U.S. Little did the world know that they hadn't seen anything yet. When Joel, who was just in hundred level, pulled out from school and said, Dad, I want to be handling the camera for you while you are preaching. Joel, you ought to go to university. Daddy, forget about that. Your ministry, I want to support your ministry. He would be the one Saturday night to select the tie and the shirt that the father would wear. Because he was in charge of the camera, he had eye for details. One day the father said to him, Joel, you might have to preach next Sunday. Father was ill, had a heart condition. He was in the hospital. Joel was crying, where do I start from? I don't know how to preach. I'm a camera guy. Never preached before. He preached the first sermon. To some people it was a mess. To some people it was a blessing. End of discussion. He left that church after the death of his father to buy A stadium, it's called the Compact Center in Houston, Texas. I've been there by the grace of God. The Compact, his father never bought a stadium. He bought a stadium. Still one of the fastest growing churches in America today. Pastor Matthew Hagee is also one of the sons of Pastor John Hagee of the Cornerstone Church in San Antonio, Texas. That family has a generation. Pastor Matthew is the fifth generation of pastors in that lineage, of the Hagee lineage come on. If there's anything we are going to give our children, it will be the heritage of righteousness, the legacy of faith. Can I have an amen to that? So don't be afraid if God is calling you to ministry and say, pastor's children are always rascally. No, Eli did not discipline his children. When they were reported to him, he said, let the Lord do whatever he wants to do. Is that a right attitude? Many children have become parents to their parents. Not in my home. And that's why I also try to help you guys in this church. If you come here and you listen to me. Look. If you want to go further in life, you must honor your father. There must be a father figure in your life. You can't just afford to be on your own. So nobody can talk to me. Nobody can talk to you. Then you can't go far. Check the scriptures. They're there. There was no Elijah until there was an Elijah. When Gehazi went his way, whom I will show you tonight, his ministry ended in the midst of leprosy. That should have been the guy to take a double portion of the spirit of Elijah, which was on Elisha. That was the next guy in line. But some of you are so big, nobody can talk to you. We can't can't even correct you. We can't correct you. The gifts of the word of knowledge in the Old Testament. Number one situation I'll show you is in First Kings 19, verses two to four, then 14 to 14 and 18. Because of my time, I'm just going to run through this very quickly. So what was there? Thank you. Put it on the board, on this on the screen. It was the case of Elijah and Jezebel. Elijah had killed the prophet of Baal, or Baal, and Jezebel. The wife of King Ahab sent a word to him. Verse 2. Then Jezebel sent a messenger unto Elijah. Saying, so let the gods, as you have killed the prophets of Baal. So let the gods do to me. And more also, if I make not your life as the life of one of them. By tomorrow, about this time. If your head is still standing on your neck. A woman. Go to the next verse. I love King James Version. And when he saw that. The Bible never said when he heard. He saw it in pictures. He saw his head being removed from his neck. You see, when you hear something, you can deny what you hear. You you, you know what I'm saying? It sounds like my my uncle's voice. I don't know if it's my uncle or my daddy. Both of them sound alike. That could happen on the phone. You you agree with me? But when you see something, I saw the man on the woman. I saw them. No, nobody can take that away from you. Elijah did not hear about his assassination, he saw the pictures. And this is how faith comes also. When you see what God is saying. Somebody can be talking to you and then you don't understand what I'm saying. But at some point you say, ah, ah, ah. they give an illustration. They say, I see. Ah, I see. Ah, where, where did I put my head? I see. I see. Elijah saw those words. What did he do? He picked race. He arose and went for his life. a old prophet of God. I can imagine him running and his garment flowing after him. flowing after him. He, He ran from a woman. He had killed prophets. Now he ran from a woman. The woman didn't bring a gun to his house. He just sent a messenger. Go and tell him, tomorrow by this time, may the gods do to me and even more also, if by this time tomorrow his head is still on his neck, Long live the prophet. Thus said Jezebel, the wife of King Ahab. Tomorrow about this time, if your head is still on your neck, then I'm a bastard. Bye-bye, sir. <laughs> and the man saw. Ah. When he saw, he took action. Go to verse 4. He ran to Beersheba. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness, he left his servant, and came and sat down under a juniper tree, and he requested for himself that he might die. And said, it is enough now, O Lord, take away my life, for I am not better than my father's. He came to a point, he concluded he wasn't better than his father's. Lord, kill me here. Why? Because of the words of a woman. Now go to verse 14. Go to verse 14. And he said, I've been very jealous for the Lord, for the Lord God of hosts. You know, because the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant. They've broken down thine altars and slain thy prophet with the sword. And I, even I only, am left. And they seek my life to take it away. I'm the only one. God responded. Verse 18. Verse 18. God said to him, yet I have left me 7,000 in Israel all the knees which have not bowed to Baal, and every mouth which has not kissed him. So be humble. You're not the only one. And number two, that word brought encouragement to Elijah. Don't you think so? He thought he was the only righteous man in Israel. Every other person was gay. He thought he was the only one who was not stealing Every other person was a thief. But no, God said, I have reserved 7,000 others. Knees that have not bowed to Baal, mouths that have not kissed him. It's an encouragement when you know that you're not the only one in your school or in your family that is born again. It's an encouragement. So the word of knowledge can bring encouragement to saints. Word of knowledge. Number two. I'll give you another example. Word of knowledge was used in the Old Testament to expose a hypocrite. <laughs> Second Kings chapter 5. We are going to read verses 25 and 26. I want to walk within the time frame. There was a man called Naaman. Naaman was a leper. He was a captain. He was an army general, if you like. In Syria, but he was a leper. And one day, a little girl in his house, who was his household, said to him, Master, if you would go to Samaria, you would know there's a prophet in Israel. After again and again and again, fast forward, he went there. Elisha said to him, go and bathe. He didn't like the river, it was smelly. He was very arrogant and was going to go away, but one of his servants said to him, Ogar. He said, if you bath, bath now. Anyway, so he got his miracle. He got his healing. And when he got his healing, he was going to show gratitude to the man of God. Ah, The man that prayed for me or asked me to go and bathe in the river and I got my healing. Leprosy destroys the skin. Leprosy oozes pus and bad odor from the body and it destroys body parts. When it was done, Carrying out the instructions of Elisha, his skin returned like that of a a fresh baby. So he came with gold and silver, brought money, plenty money. I'm going to make this pastor a billionaire. Ten billion naira. Zah! You could go from 1,265 naira, 77 copper in your account, one night, To waking up the next day and there's 10 billion, (laughs) 1,000. That was the kind of gift he brought. It wasn't small. He didn't just bring gold, talents of gold and silver. He brought animals. He brought clothes. Babai, a world designer, you won't ever have to buy clothes again in your life. When somebody gives you a truckload of suits, what do you do? You will be wearing a suit every day. I say, okay, where are you going? I'm, because you have too, there are too many. You want to go and play football, you wear a suit. You, <laughs> I heard of a man of God in America like that. Somebody blessed with a truckload of suits. Truckload. Truckload. So you're killing yourself. I haven't got that yet, but we're, we're getting there. <laughs> I will distribute. I was like, when one of my friends bought me five pairs of shoes one day. Five pairs. All of them, designer shoes, Five. When I took it home, my wife said, where did you get this from? Are you selling shoes now? I said, I've not started that new line of business oh They're all gifts. Gifts. We haven't seen nothing yet. So, the man of God said, he didn't want. Ah, sir, it's just for you. He's just, he said, he didn't want. Gehazi was by the corner. The man of the, the Nehemiah guy said, Okay, maybe I should give some of your men. He said, No. It was flowing by the Spirit. It was not a time to collect gifts. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. God tells you what to do per time. Romans 8 14. As the man turned back with his entourage, Army general going back to Syria. They started hearing the siren. Woo, 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 woo. The house looked left. he looked right. The master was now in the bedroom. Omo, soji, aye. Pa, 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 pa. He started running after the man. He ran so tight. So tell that if that man was driving the limousine, he saw Gehazi running through the, the, the mirror. Huh? This looks like one of the servants of the prophet. I wish that our drama ministry could act this something. If I put it in the film, imagine the way Gehazi was running and falling down, and he was standing, chasing cheesy, cheesy hard. <laughs> I don't know how to say that in English. Nayman had to tell his horsemen, stop, 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 stop. Then they stop for him. Huh? Are you not one of the servants of the man of God? He said, Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He said, I hope all is well. The man had to ask him, I hope all is well. Because he was party. <sighs> I hope all is well. He said, All is well. The moment he left, my master, two two junior prophets came to greet him. So he now said, I should come after you that. He doesn't want anything, no, but he wants clothes. Two changes of raiment for the two for the young prophet that came to meet him. And, and, and maybe some, some talent of silver to take care of them. The man said, Really? Ah, oh yeah. He gave him double. So know that what he gave him was heavy. He appointed two of his own servants to carry it after Geazi. When they got to the house, Gehazi collected it. He said, Bye-bye. He went to hide it. Then he stood before his master. Master said, where are you coming from, Gehazi? Young minister, Gehazi. Is that? I didn't go anywhere. <laughs> anyway, I was not boiling yam at the backyard. <laughs> Remember, when I was boiling the yam, you know that yam that you like, the type you like, sir? I was boiling it, I was frying one, I was, I was roasting one. I said, I don't know the one you eat. Whether it's the boiling or the frying or the roasting. at what the man of God said. He said to him, let's see the previous verse, 25. But he went in and stood before his master, and Elijah said to him, where's comest thou? has simple question, where are you coming from? You know, when somebody is a chronic liar, a question as simple as where, you are, where are you coming from, they will tell a story. So when, um uh, you know what he said? Thy servant went no wither. This is not the kind of English we speak now. Whence comest thou? Thy servant went no wither. I didn't go anywhere. I didn't go anywhere. Then look at what the man of God said. Okay, I love I love message translation. Is there nothing much? Wait. <laughs> so what have you been up to, Gehazi? Uh, Nothing much. (laughs) Like, no big deal. Like, you know, just chilling out at at the backyard. All right, thank you. Verse 26, give me my KJV. (laughs) And he said unto him, Went not my heart. The heart is a word used interchangeably with the word spirit. Went not my spirit with you? When the man turned again from his chariot to meet you, the moment Naaman saw the hazy and turned, the television channel opened to Elisha in his bedroom. It was 4K screen. Clean. Went on my heart with it. Is it a time? to receive money and to receive garments and olive yards and vineyards and sheep and oxen and men servants and maidservants is this the time? There is a time for everything. There is a time to hibernate and seek the face of the Lord. It is not time for social media. There's a time for that. There's a time to talk to people about your dream. There's a time to be quiet. And observe. Gehazi lacked wisdom. He, didn't, he couldn't discern the times and the seasons. Is this the time? Are you hungry? I could imagine Elisha saying, are you hungry, Gehazi? Are you with me and you're hungry? When the sons of the prophets were many and the room, the hostel they were staying was too small. Didn't they make an expansion? When they needed to cut wood and they were cutting the wood and the axe head that was borrowed fell into the water. Didn't it throw a stick in and the axe head floated? When they were eating potted from the pot and they, they got poisoned. Didn't it do a miracle there and threw a meal in it? And there was no longer death in the pot? Have you ever suffered anything following the Lord? Is this the time? Like politicians and pastors. Pastors collecting money from politicians, using the pulpit to to preach, to converse for some politicians. Is this the time? They've collected one billion. Or they are also delegates. $10,000, $100,000. Is this the time? Some people are conversing for a corrupt, a fantastically, internationally known corrupt politician now. Even some pastors. I'm not, I am not. I look at that say, no wonder. One of them, the hyper grace guy in Lagos, is canvassing con- as, ah, hey, I know. And they've collected money. It will automatically determine the kind of. Messages they preach. Next verse. See what happened to Gehazi. Gehazi. Elisha had no chill, but not get chill at all. It wasn't like Elijah. He's one of the characters I like to meet when I get to heaven. Elisha. That man had no chill. He said, "The leprosy therefore of Naaman, the leprosy that had been washed away in the river." He called for that leprosy and it came like a spirit, like a demon. And shall cleave unto thee. He didn't stop there. And to thy seed forever. And leprosy hugged him. The Bible says, and they went out from his presence a leper as white as snow. So, could the money help him now? What about the clothes? The designer clothes? I believe all the lepers you see today, they are descendants of the earth. He said, To thee and to thy seed forever. He spoke the word. How did Elisha know, sitting in his room, what was going on several miles away from him? Word of knowledge. Someone say word of knowledge. My time is almost up. Number three. Word of knowledge was used in the Bible, in the old covenant, to warn a king of the enemy's plan. 2 Kings 6, 9 to 12. 2 Kings 6, 9 to 12. The information concerning the ambushment of Syria was a supernatural revelation. And the man of God sent unto the king of Israel, saying, beware that thou pass not, move on quick, such a place for thee that the Syrians that come down. Uh Uh-huh. And the king of Israel sent to the place which the man of God told him, and warned him off, and saved himself there, not once, nor twice. Yes? Therefore the heart of the king of Syria was so troubled for this thing. And he called his servants and said unto them, Will ye not show me which of us is for the king of Israel? Move on. And one of his servants said, None, my lord, O king, but Elisha, the prophet that is in Israel, telleth the king of Israel the words that thou speakest in thy bedchamber you speak the word in your bedroom, Elisha is telling the king of his country. The man was so bothered. Every time he had a military strategy to strike against Israel, the king of Israel would foil his plans. Ah. He said, look, there's a fifth columnist there. There's a fifth columnist. There's a traitor. Tell me, who among you is the traitor? Who among you is the enemy? Who among you is working for my enemy in Israel? One of them said, sir, you want to hear the truth? None of us. We are all loyal. But there is a prophet in Israel. Everything you say here, your military strategy, your master plan, is revealing to the king. And it was true. It wasn't every word he spoke in his bedchamber that God revealed to Elisha, you know. It wasn't everything Elisha knew. But whatever Elisha needed to know, God told him, and Elisha told his own king. How did Elisha in Israel, know what was happening in the bedroom of the king of Syria. You are in Nigeria and you are telling somebody what is happening in somebody's room in in, in Chemsford, Chemsford, England, or London, England, or or Kidaminster, Kingswinford, in Dudley, (laughs) and you are in Nigeria. Oh, you are telling somebody what is going on in Ghana. Right now, there's a meeting going on. Now, brethren, let's join us together. There is a plan of the enemy to take one of us, and we will foil that plan right now. Let's get on our knees and call on God. That's what Christians are for. Can I have an amen to that? It was Grace that posted a video on our status, WhatsApp status. Those are the kind of people that I like to check their status. Well, we'll see something that will encourage me. And that video showed a lady that took a cup of hot coffee. She was going to sip it, or tea, piping hot. And then she said, No, I have a burden. The next moment, she got on the phone. Hello, guys. Called one of her friends. I have a burden. I have a burden. That was all she said. Then the screen broke into four. They showed different guys, four of them, friends. Each in their corner. They didn't even have the body. Somebody had the body and they shared the body. That's what we are for. It's not always to avert evil. Sometimes it could be one of us is going for a job interview and he needs to get that job because all the equipment we are going to buy in this church is attached to that job. But instead of us to support our brother or support our sister, we don't have time. We are talking nonsense. No sense. May the Lord help us in Jesus' name. Amen. To be sensitive. The information concerning the ambushment of Syria was a supernatural revelation. The prophet Elisha couldn't have known the enemy's plans. He was not in Syria. The enemy's plans were revealed to him supernaturally through a word of knowledge. And his country was saved from danger. God used one man, one man. To save a whole country. Can God use you to save your family? Can God give you a word in the night and you wake your dad up and say, Dad, it's not time to tonight. We're not sleeping, we got to pray. Oh no, I'm tired. I want to sleep, daddy. <laughs> when they know there's fire on the mountain, there's, there are times my wife knows there's fire on the mountain because when I get up, I won't, I won't wake up, Mm-mm, I just go on my knees. I start from the low key. Low key can, you can't do low key for long. Before you begin to cut up. My wife just joins without asking questions. <laughs> it's when we are done. She will now say, <laughs> You know, sometimes my wife will ask me, She la la she la (laughs) me. And you know, it's been proven because God has shown me things and things time and time again, and I've shared with her. She's the first person I share with. And then we see those things happen. Like the cultist thing, we were in the vision together. She didn't see the vision, I saw it. (laughs) But we were in it together, I told her in the morning. In fact, I didn't have to tell her. I had to go pray. When I got back to the room, she asked me, what happened? And when it happened the next day in church, I called her and said, hey, see what I heard. So many that the Lord has shown me. So many, so many, so many. And, and I'm, I'm grateful. But I, this shouldn't just be me because I'm pastor. No, it should be all of us because we're God's children. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because we're God's children. Number four, I got to stop. It was used to help recover lost property. I'll just give you the scripture. First Samuel 9, verses 3, 4, 6, 19, and 20. Lost property. Lost property. Of course, Samuel only knew what God revealed... To hear him, because if he knew everything, he would be omnipotent. Samuel told Saul where his father's lost asses were. The asses were lost. Saul, the son of Kish, was looking for them. Samuel told him. Somebody said to him, go to, there's a prophet in Israel. He lived in Ramah. And Samuel lived on top top of a hill in Ramah. He lived on high, and he died on high. Such a mighty prophet of God, Samuel. When Saul was humble, he was the one that anointed Saul. He told Saul where the asses were, number five, which is the last one, also the story of Saul and Samuel. It was used to discover a man in hiding. A man went to hide, 1 Samuel chapter 10. Verses 21 to 22. Although Samuel had anointed Saul to be king of Israel, but when it came time to cast lots, determining the next king, Saul hid himself among the stuff. (laughs) He went to hide inside the stuff. I don't know what kind of stuff, whether they are stuff or clothing stuff, but they were stuff. Goods, where they kept goods. Saul had been anointed by Samuel to be king. But the day they were going to cast lots, he knew that the lot would fall on him. And he was afraid. So he went to hide. And instead of the people to send men everywhere, go and search for him, go and search for him, go and search, go and search for Saul. He was the tallest man in Israel. He was taller than everybody from the shoulder up. The tallest of them only got to the shoulder of Saul. So if he stood like this, he was kingly in stature. Like me, kingly. Glory be to God. I said, Glory be to God. It's not by height. Anyway, so he hid himself among the stuff. And you know what the people did? They didn't bother sending men on uh, ultimate search. They prayed. They called on God. And God gave a word of knowledge. Boom! Go and check. Go and check the stuff. Where they normally would not check. They started checking the stuff. They found him and brought him out. The word of knowledge. How did they know where he was? Word of knowledge. When you are searching for your international passport or your keys, those of you that like to stress yourselves, hmm? self so stressing too much. Holy Spirit, help me. Pray and listen. He'll give you a word of knowledge. He could tell you. Go to your daddy's car, open the glove compartment. That's where your passport is. You didn't even remember the last time you dropped it there. But the Holy Ghost knows. If you're looking for anything, does the Holy Ghost know where it is? Glory be to God. The word of knowledge reveals facts. The word of knowledge can also be used to reveal sickness and demon possession. We'll talk about that in more details later. Remember that the revelation the word of knowledge brings is never about the future. I said that earlier. It brings revelation concerning things past or present. The word of wisdom, on the other hand, brings revelation pointing to the future, including the plan and purpose of God. By the manifestation of the word of knowledge, the discouraged can be comforted, the saints gladdened. Lost property recovered, the enemy defeated, and the Lord Jesus Christ glorified. Can I have an amen? With that, we have come to the end of our study on the word of knowledge. Have you been blessed tonight? Do you want to covet this gift? Stand on your feet, everybody. Father, we love you and we bless your name. Bless him. Come on. Bless him. Bless him. Bless him. Thank him. Thank him and tell him that you covet this gift. The word of knowledge, you want to know things supernaturally. You want to know things supernaturally. You want to know things supernaturally. When you meet your future wife, it is possible to know. When you meet your future husband, it is possible to know. It is possible. And God wants you to know. God doesn't want you to go through life gambling, gambling, EJ, EOJ, doing one business because everybody's doing it. And you don't make profits and then you jump into another thing. God doesn't want you to be doing all of that. God wants you blessed. God wants to lead you. Can we take a moment and just pray in the Holy Ghost as we close tonight? Oh, breke tekeline manande teke de bodos. Oh, mendakadaba la la baria. Momo nuno munikine mana nuno no ne na Lord let there be a tsunami Of these gifts of the spirit In the expression house Thank you Holy Spirit I got that from you now And I release it by faith Let there be a tsunami A flooding Yeah An overflow An explosion An explosive manifestation Of the gifts of the Holy Spirit in the expression as And we receive the nine of them by faith right now in operation in the name of Jesus. We will know what to do. We will know where to go. We will know who to hang out with. We will know who to desist from. We will know the counsel of God. Thank you, precious Father. When the enemy wants to come in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift a standard against him, and the Spirit of the Lord will tell us. He will tell us. He will tell us when to eat. He will tell us when not to eat. When it is dangerous to eat. He will tell us. What to eat, what not to eat, yeah? Because he cares about us. He cares about every detail of our lives. Where to go, where not to go. Even if it's a legitimate place. But what time to not go there? Thank you, Lord. We love you, Lord, tonight. And so may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, the sweet communion of the precious Holy Spirit, rest and abide with us now and forevermore. In Jesus' name, somebody shout amen. Amen. Have you really been blessed tonight? I've been massively blessed. I tell you that. I'm, 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 I'm floating now.